Um, can you folks see my uh, slideshow? Yes, my eyes. Okay, thank you. I hate that I always have to ask. I just don't trust anything anymore. Magyana Timiranda Sia Gyanam Janasavakaya Chakshuri Kamyena Tasmaishi Sure Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Stapitam Yena Putale Swayam Rupakada Madhandara Niswapadantitam Pancha Kalpa Charu Yastrakapa Singho Devacha Patitanam Pavani Yo Vaishnavi Yo Good morning or afternoon or evening, depending, I, I guess, on where we are in the world. Um, this is uh, part nine of our exploration of Shadanagati, the path of accepting shelter. And today we'll take a look at the Anga referred to in the verse that we use as Atma Nikshepa, complete self-surrender. So we'll start as usual with, uh, with the verse itself that um, tells us these six um, angas, the six aspects or facets um, or limbs of uh, taking shelter of Krishna. Anukulyasya samkalpaha patikulyasya varjanam rakshashyatiti vishvaso gokrate varanapata atmani chepakarpanyashatikashatnagatishatnagat. So these six things are aspects um, of surrendering, taking shelter of the Lord's Lord's feet. Uh, accepting things that are favorable for the culture of bhakti, rejecting things that are unfavorable. Um, being convinced that Krishna can protect us in all circumstances. Accepting the Lord as um, our exclusive guardian or master, um, provider even. Um, full self-surrender and humility. So today we'll talk about this Atmanikshepa. And if we are curious about what what that act, what that just what that means, and, and how that's distinct from any of the others, well, the distinction is not terribly clear. They all sort of um, the different aspects all sort of run into each other in a number of ways. But at the beginning of his chapter on Atmanikshepa, Srila Sridhar Maharaj has these three uh, couplets uh, to explain just what, uh, what we mean when we talk, talk about Atmanikshepa. He says, to summarily offer everything from the body and its paraphernalia all the way to the pure soul, unto the lotus feet of Sri Hari is known as Atmanikshepa, or full self-surrender. All selfish pursuits are abandoned, and every endeavor is for Krishna alone. And that too, up to the point of completely depending on Krishna for one's personal means and ends. Having thus cast oneself um, unto the holy lotus feet of one's Lord, one can never be swayed from that position and he engages in pure devotional service with all his heart forever. So what we mean when we talk about full self-surrender is full self-surrender, um, offering everything um, from our body, all the things that are associated with the body, all the way to the soul um, in the service of the Lord. Um, Shilashidhar Maharaj says here, all selfish pursuits are abandoned. Um, and, it, and it also means all selfish, um, all selfish conceptions, all selfish, um, oh, I just lost the word, um, 
anything that's focused on uh, me serving me um, all sense of all senses of who we are um, are completely abandoned and everything is uh, dedicated to Krishna just as we see um, in the three dandis and yasis um, they carry the danda staff made of uh, three rods bound together actually uh, we use four and the three rods um, symbolize the, the sannyasi's dedication of all of his or her assets to the service of the lord body uh, thought and speech and uh, we add a fourth um, to um, to symbolize this dedication of our very soul, simply for the service of Krishna. So this is, um, this, you know, it sounds, it can sound a little scary. And um, we don't really see a lot in the verses that we might use to illustrate these, um, to, uh, to, to soften that. Um, it's intense. Complete self-surrender is an intense thing. Now, um, here in the verse, the word we have is Atmanikshepa, but we also see uh, this referred to as Atmanivedana and Atmasamarpana. So I thought it, uh, it would serve us well to take a, a couple of minutes just to take a look at these three different terms. Um, and these um, translations are all from Monia um, Monia Williams' 1899 Sanskrit English Dictionary. And this is the dictionary that uh, Srila Prabhupada used to help him with his um, translating work. And actually, I had used to have a copy uh, of the uh, dictionary he used here in Honolulu. And it was. Um, sitting up in Srila Prabhupada's room and it was there for anything to happen to. Um, and, and, and it was actually quite worn and falling apart, Indian binding, you know. And um, so um, I took uh, charge of that dictionary and, uh, and I actually had it rebound. We had a friend here in Honolulu, uh, a fellow by the name of Jesus Sanchez, who's um, a world-famous bookbinder. He's very well known for his uh, beautiful and very durable uh, hand binding of books. So I had him rebind that book. He, had, he offered to do it um, as service and uh, kept, took care of it for a while. And then they asked for it to be sent back here to the temple. And I did, I complied, it's not my, dictionary after all. So I did. And when I got back here uh, last, last year before last, um, I found that that dictionary is not here anymore. So um, I have to, had to let go of that as well. So we have three terms, Nivedana, Samarpana, and Nikshepa. Nivedana, Monia Williams says, means delivering, entrusting, offering, or dedicating. So we can see how the different senses, how those different senses of Nivedana all uh, might apply uh, to, um, to this particular Anga Apati. Samarpana, Atma Samarpana. Samarpana, he says, means delivering or handing completely over, consigning, presenting, imparting, or bestowing. And Nikshepa, very interesting putting down, abandoning, rowing away, or sending away, throwing away. It's just, I, I remember a few years ago asking uh, a friend of mine in Alachua, Kundurita uh, Janiti, um, what uh, sense he had of the word nikshepa, and he said, uh, uh, casting away, throwing away. So this is like, this gives us a sense of parityakya, see at the end of the Bhagavad Gita or Prauchita 
that we see at the very beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, completely um, giving up. So we don't have anything to do with it. Just as we looked um, last week at Gokhtritvevaravam, we have a, uh, it's like when you, when you give away or sell one of your domestic animals or your car, in, in, in our experience, it's probably, you may be more familiar with selling a car or um, selling a house. And if we, you know, when we own the car or when we live in the house, when we own the house, we're always concerned about everything going wrong. Are there leaks in the roof? Is the air conditioning working okay? Um, how's the plumbing? Um, does it need uh, an exterior paint job? Do I need, you know, everything. Bathroom sink, the toilets work, everything. Same thing with the car. If it gets a scratch on it, you know, we, we might get upset because of our sense of identifying with the car. But once we've sold the car or sold the house and something happens to it, we don't have that same, our heart doesn't crack because we don't, uh, we don't feel invested in those things um, the attachment um, is broken. So this, I, I like the idea of putting down, abandoning, throwing, sending away Atmanivedana, but also Atmasamarpana and Atmanivedana all carry the same thing with a, um, I think with a, a little more positive thing, because then there's an object. We deliver our ego, our body, mind, our speech, we deliver or dedicate, offer those to the Lord, consign them, turn them over, present them, bestow them to the Lord. Because after all, uh, they do comfort. Um, and I will be sharing a lot of these verses um, that, I'll, that we'll be looking at. Um, I've taken from Srila Sridhar Maharaj's Sri Prabhupada Jivanamrita, not all of them, um, but many of them, maybe even most of them, um, you, you'd be able to find there. And um, so here, um, again, we see the tie between self-dedication, self self-sacrifice, and abandoning all, all senses of self that, that aren't directly connected uh, with Krishna. So um, he has a verse, um, he includes a verse from a text called Sri Hari Bhakti Kalpa Latika. Uh, as far as I know, we don't um, have an author. We don't know who the author of this text is. Um, but we do know that it was printed in Bengali several times um, by uh, Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So uh, we accept it uh, as authorized. And here we see a very Shri, a very Srila Sridhar Maharaj um, translation of this verse, Krishnayarpita Devasya, Nirman Nirman Masya Ahankriti, Manasas Tatswarupa Tvam, Smitamatman Dev. So here we have Atman Nivedana. Self-dedication as self-sacrifice is how Srila Sridhar Maharaj characterizes this. So he says, of one who out of love for Krishna has died to live exclusively for the Lord's service, who is devoid of attachment for any other objective, and who is free from egotism, his godly mentality absence of pursuit of personal pleasure in the quest in, in quest of the Lord's pleasure is known as Atmanivedana, self-sacrifice. So again, um, we see the same high bar. We don't see any softening um, of the standard. Now, when we get to the end, um, there's an interesting verse, a couple of verses from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita that we can discuss and we can see that this is actually a process. This is 
I think we can find some encouragement in, in, in reminding ourselves of that. That, um, that the process of surrender, the process of taking shelter is um, a, a process, which means it's progressive. We start where we are and uh, each day we hope we make a little progress in that process, we come closer and uh, a little closer each day uh, to that shelter of Lord Krishna's needs. So although the bar may seem uh, pretty high, um, that's this is our goal. Uh, Guru Maharaj has suggested that, of course, we know that our, the goal of bhakti is, is prema. The goal of sadhana bhakti is bhava, and the goal of bhava bhakti is prema. But uh, uh, Tripurari Maharaj has suggested um, many times that um, sadhakas might see Sharanagati as a sort of interim goal. And so this is something that we can, that we can actually kind of gauge each day. Um, it takes a little introspection, but uh, that's a desirable thing anyway. Then he cites a verse from Kula Shekhar Alva, um, sometimes referred to as King Kula Shekhar. Um, I've included in these verses, as following Srila Sridhar Maharaj, um, verses from Kula Shekhar and verses from Dimuna Acharya, which shows, um, I think shows how Sharanagati or Sharanapati is not an exclusively Gaudiya thing, it's a Vaishnava thing. And for the Sri Vaishnavas, um, this is their um, whole process. They actually equate Sharanagati with Bhakti. And um, so they have, um, you know, they have quite a few uh, uh, texts exploring Sharanapati. And so uh, Kula Shekhar Alvar, he was one of the 12 Alvars, maybe 9th century, I think he was 9th century. The Alvars who were uh, Sri Vaishnavati poets and, t and sages, they um, ranged over a, a few hundred years. And I think Kula Shekhar was uh, about, about 9th century. He was, um, he was a king in Kerala and um, uh, eventually he he abandoned his throne and uh, went to uh, Sri Rangam and dedicated everything to the Lord and uh, traveled and taught. So he says, Yatkritam Yatkarishyami Tatsarvam Namayakritam Vayakritam Tupalabhutam So this is the perspective of the surrendered soul, the dedicated soul. And again, we can go back to the very, the, uh, our very first um, session where we find ourselves reminded by Srila Sridhar Maharaj that what we're talking about, um, when we're talking about bhakti and especially when we're talking about Shadhanagati, it's not so much renunciation as dedication. He suggests three planes of existence. One is the exploitative plane, which is um, uh, which characterizes karma, the realm of karma. Uh, the other is the uh, uh, renounced or, uh, uh, yeah, the renounced uh, plane, uh, rejecting everything. That's the plane of seeking liberation, uh, just freedom. And, and then there's the dedicated plane, which is, uh, which is the realm of bhakti. So the perspective of the dedicated soul, the surrendered soul, is he is just an instrument in the hands of the Supreme Lord. One place where we can see this, well, let's take a look at the verse first. Oh, Madhusudana, whatever I have done and whatever I will do, nothing is my endeavor. It is all done by you, and you alone are the enjoyer of the fruit. This is, this is, um, complete self-surrender. This is what dedication looks like. And we see this um, in Srila Prabhupada's character, uh, for, for, for sure. 
You certainly see it in the prayers that he wrote on the Jaladuta. The prayer to the lotus feet of Lord Krishna that he wrote in the middle of the ocean. Krishna Tava Punya Habe Pai. A Punya Kodibijabi Radha Krishna Tuna. Radha Krishna are open as well. Anyway, where Srila Prabhupada strikes a deal essentially with Krishna. He's under he he's admitting his um, utter lack of qualification carry out the um, enormous task that he felt he'd been charged with by his spiritual master. Um, many of his godbrothers admitted that they saw the every town and village assertion of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a, perhaps a little hyperbolic. After all, it's poetry and, and hyperbole is one of the um, ornaments uh, of poetry. So maybe every town and village is a little much. Um, but Srila Prabhupada took it very seriously. Uh, and um, he knew that um, he knew that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati had said, as Srila Sridhar Maharaj shared with us, that if he had another 10 years to live, he would like to spend it in New York City. So Srila Prabhupada uh, arranged, he worked <laughs> very hard. He spent years translating the first canto of the Bhagavatam. And then when he had that in hand, um, he um, started making a plan uh, to uh, come to the United States. And we, we know the story how he uh, staged practically a sit-down strike outside Mrs. Moraji's office. Mrs. Moraji was a he was the head of the Skinnius steamship line, one of the big uh, shipping lines in, in the world. And she was also a, a Vaishnava. She was a Pushkinmark Vaishnava. And so Srila Prabhupada appealed to her, um, bullied her in a way. Wouldn't, he, simply, uh, he simply wouldn't let her say no. Uh, and then on, on the uh, on the boat in the middle of the ocean, he wrote this appeal to Krishna. This is crazy. This is impossible. I can't do this. I'm just a small uh, man and a beggar at that. I have no uh, assets. I have no money. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows anything about what I'm uh, trying to do. Um, but he says, you are the wisest of all. You could make this happen. And he, um, um, at Boston Harbor, he said, I'm simply a puppet in your hands. And this is just what we see here. He sees himself simply as an instrument of the Lord's hands. I'm simply a puppet in your hands. If, you, if you've brought me here to dance, then make me dance as, as you like. So this is the perspective uh, of the uh, Sharanagata that uh, Kula Shekhar shares in his Mukundamalaskar. This is Prahlad Maharaj from the uh, uh, seventh canto uh, of the Pagata. Uh, so Prahlad prays, Tarmarta Kamaditiyo Bhikasatribharga Ikshatrai Naya Dama Vidhidhu Shabharata Manye Tade Tad Akilam Nigamasya Satyam so religion, economic development, and sense gratification are celebrated as the three means of attaining the path of salvation. Of these, Iksha especially, knowledge of the self, knowledge of fruitive acts and logic, and also politics and economics. They're all different means of livelihood. All of these are different subjects of Vedic education. And therefore, I consider them temporary engagements. On the other hand, surrendering unto the Supreme Lord Vishnu is factual gain in life. And I consider that the ultimate truth. So here we see Prahlad Maharaj directly addressing um, um, Atma Samarpa. Atma, Atma Arpana, uh, completely uh, dedicating uh, 
ourselves to the service of the Lord. Now, I've mentioned that in, in connection with Tridandi Sanyas and, and, and the Danda itself. But Srila uh, Prabhupada um, said on a number of occasions that this, this um, self-dedication of uh, uh, body, thought, and speech, work words, work words and, um, and, and thought, uh, this isn't limited to people who you know, wear funny orange clothes and carry this bamboo staff. This is you know, to the extent that any of us is um, engaged in dedicating our, our work words and speech to the service of the Lord, uh, as well as our very self, our soul. Uh, to that extent, um, he said that we, we are considered sannyasis, regardless of, um, of our dress or whether we have um, uh, interesting sannyasi name or not. So he says that everything, uh, everything that we use as a means of livelihood, he, he considers them temporary engagements. So these are kind of like uh, these, they, they have a cause and they have a, a, a goal, um, but that's within this world. Uh, speaking last night um, on uh, the Nectar of Devotion in Bhakti Vasamrita Sindhu with another group, and um, we, um, I just lost my train of thought now. Oh, anyway, there was something connected and I just lost it as I was trying to place it. I apologize. This is Madhavendra Puri. I've got a couple of verses by Madhavendra Puri. And uh, these are a little familiar. Uh, we actually, this verse from Prahlad and these two verses from Madhavendra Puri. Um, these are all cited by Srila Prabhupada in his purport to um, a, a verse in the, I think, the fourth chapter of Canto 2 of Srila Prabhupada. It might be there at the very beginning of the chapter, maybe the third and fourth verses, if I So these are a little familiar. Um, again, just as Prahlad, we see Madhavendra Puri considering everything other than service to the Lord as temporary endeavors, um, things that are okay, but uh, not my real business. So he says, oh, my evening prayer, all good unto you. Oh, my morning bath, I bid you goodbye. Oh, demigods and forefathers, please excuse me. I'm unable to perform any more offerings for your pleasure. Now I have decided to free myself from all reactions to sins simply by remembering anywhere and everywhere the great descendant of Yadu and the great enemy of Kamsa, Lord Krishna. I think that this is sufficient for me. So what is the use of further endeavors? Oh, I know, I just remembered. We were talking about, there's a discussion um, at the end of the um, discussion of the um, 64 angas of bhakti, and there's some discussion of the place of, of Varnashram Dharma, because there's a verse, there's a verse, uh, Varnashrama Charabhata, um, that's often cited to show how Varnashram is um, uh, an integral or essential part of bhakti. And uh, so the verse says that you know, the only way to please Vishnu is by an uh, following your duties according to Varnashram Dharma. And uh, uh, Rupa Goswami and Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur um, soundly reject this. They point out that um, the Varnashram Dharma is for those who don't have any attachment to bhakti. So to the extent that we don't have attachment for bhakti, we have to carry out our duties in this world. And um, and we also see at the beginning of the Bhagavatam 
that if we don't have that attachment to hearing about uh, Krishna and his transcendental uh, qualities and pastimes, then even if we uh, even if we perform our varnashram duties perfectly, the Bhagavatam characterizes that as shramaeva hikeva, complete waste of time, nothing but a waste of time. So here, Madhavendra Puri is. Um, expressing the same um is expressing the same conviction i was going to say sentiment but this is stronger even than that he's expressing the same conviction that all my duties all the duties that i have in the world including you know my evening prayers my morning bath all these things are secondary they're all um useful only to the extent that they facilitate my service to Krishna. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, I'm simply, uh, my business is simply remembering Krishna. Um, and, and we see that in, in um, at the beginning of that second chapter of the Bhakti Rasamrita Siddha, that all the, the rules and prohibitions of the scriptures, all the vidhis and the shetas, they, they're all uh, subservient to two principles, always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. So this is Madhavendra Puri's um, conviction that um, everything else is useless um, if it doesn't help me remember Krishna. So I want to, uh, I want to remember Krishna. If, if having to engage in, in Sandhya Bandhana gets in the way of my um, remembering Krishna, having to take a bath of having to worship the demigods and the forefathers, all these things, if any of these things um, interferes at all um, with my always remembering Krishna and never forgetting Krishna, then I pass them away. Oh, and then we, this one is also familiar to many of us. Uh, Madhavendra Puri says, let the sharp moralist accuse me of being illusioned. I do not. Experts in Vedic activities may slander me as being misled. Friends and relatives may call me frustrated. My brothers may call me a fool. The wealthy Mammonites may point me out as mad, and the learned philosophers may assert that I am much too proud. Still, my mind does not budge an inch from the determination to serve the lotus feet of Govinda though I be unable to do it. So this means abandoning even um, any attachment to our reputation as an intelligent, responsible citizen. And this is a very, um, as I mentioned before, this is a particularly high bar uh, because we want to be we don't want to be seen as crazy people to the extent that we're rooted at all in this world. This is an important thing to us. We don't want to be seen as crazy. So sometimes you know, you'll see the devotees prefer to chant japa alone because they simply want to focus and they want to let the japa take it where they take them where it will. Or same thing with kirtan. Um, and so we generally, many of us try to keep ourselves a little contained in public. Of course, for most of us, it's not hard. Folks like me, it's not particularly hard to do that because um, there's not that much to contain. But um, here, Madhavendra has abandoned even um, even his repute as a, as a, a, a normal human being. So. So let the, let the moralists talk, talk let them let them say I'm degraded whatever um, the Vedic uh, the big Vedic pundits may say I'm being misled friends and relatives may call me frustrated that I just haven't been able to make it in this world so therefore I'm taking to bhakti you see that in Jaiva Dharma when um, what's his name Lahiri Mahashai um, the the um, He's a famous uh, singer and landowner. He's from Shantipur. He's from um, uh, Adwaita Acharya's village. When he goes uh, to Godruma, 
and um, joins with the Babaji's in, in, in uh, pursuing a life of bhaja. on the pretext of going, you know, somewhere for a little vacation, maybe uh, go to a, like going to one of those, devotees go to India to these um, Ayurvedic spas for panchakarma and stuff like that. So on the plea of doing something like that, he ends up with the uh, Babaji's in Godrumathi. And, uh, you know, his wife and, and sons, they're not sure where he is or what he's up to. And then his wife starts hearing gossip from the other ladies at the well or in the market that, oh, um, Lahiri Mahashai, he's, he's go, gone to go groom and he's hanging out with these um, crazy people, all these Pabukas. Um, and uh, so he's just, he's apparently lost his mind or he's just become frustrated with material life or whatever. And, and uh, so finally, they, they uh, send one of the sons to try to talk him into coming back, keeping up with his bhajan, but at least living at home, you know, um, so that everybody doesn't just think that the family, um, you know, that he and, and the whole family have completely uh, lost it or maintained some uh, position in society. And he frankly doesn't care for that anymore. He's too attached to the good association of the other Vaishnavas. Or when the same fellow later, after uh, taking initiation and becoming Dvaita Das Babaji, he um, is visited by an old school friend who has become a big shot in society. And uh, looking, he's looking at it, sitting around like with a loin, wearing a loincloth and your head shaved with this top knot and you got a basket of Tulsi beads around your neck. You don't know how you do. You don't know how to behave, you don't know how to dress anymore. And, and Adwaita Das Babaji starts thinking to himself, okay, how do I uh, upset this guy and make just to make him go away so he can leave me alone and I can go back to chanting? Um, so completely rejecting even um, any uh, sense of personal repute, um, our, our sense of who we are in the world. And here's uh, Jamuna Acharya again. We've seen him um, in previous weeks. Um, and Srila Sridhar Maharaj characterizes this as the transcendental pure soul's realization of his capacity to offer himself to the Lord. Somehow or other, we have to completely offer ourselves to the Lord. So um, Jamuna Acharya prays, Vapuradi Shudyopiko Piva. Runato Sanyata Tata Vita Tadaham Tabapada Padmaya Raham Adjaiva Maya Samadhita. Again, Samadhita, Atma Samadhita. He says, however I may be materially designated, however my character may be known, now, O Lord, this whole sense of ego is offered by me unto your holy lotus feet. So here we see that sense of dedication. He's not just throwing it away, but he's actually offering it to the Lord. Whatever they think of me, whatever my position might be in society, I offer that to you. And there are different ways to do this. Uh, when we live in society, when we live as householders, house, a householder needs to have a reputation. A householder needs to be taken seriously as a responsible member of society so that uh, they can um, make a living, so they can support their family, maintain their household, and, uh, and, you know, and make some contribution to society along the way. So the way that we offer um, our position there is um, by using that so that people will see, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so is a devotee of Krishna. It's, it's like um, I used to be, I used to be an English professor. So when people, you know, I never made it a, a, a point of saying that, that, uh, that I was a, a, a devotee of Krishna. It wasn't anybody's business. And, and I thought it was, I, I was especially, uh, I was a little vulnerable because um, 
uh, I worked for many years with uh, uh, non-tenure track jobs. I had jobs with uh, teaching at universities and community colleges for two and three year contracts. And uh, if I were seen to be too weird, uh, I was afraid that they might find some excuse to not renew my contract. So, you know, at the same time, if it ever came up, I never denied it. I remember being confronted once. Uh, I was talking with a group of students after class. Um, this was at Mesa College in San Diego. And um, all of a sudden, one of the young women in the group uh, that I was speaking with looked at me and she said, are you Hare Krishna? that about uh, you know i wore neck beads i guess um so um I, I just looked at her and i said well why would you ask that and she said well do you know robert and she was talking about Badri narayan who was the um one of the, you know, one of the main leader in san diego society there still is and um and and, and i said Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. How do you know him? And she said, oh, his daughter, Anasuya, is my uh, best friend. And then I realized who this girl was, who this young woman was. She was a friend of Anasuya's and also a friend of my older daughter, Krishna Marie's, um, who just had never met me. And uh, everybody knew Krishna Mai. Everybody at her high school knew that Krishna Mai was his daughter, uh, including the janitors, I think, even. And, um, but I just never made a thing of it. But when it came up, I just always said, yep. Um, because it was also not, uh, not a big secret. So I, you know, I would try to use the, you know, the fact that I had a responsible position in society. And sometimes when I spoke at, at programs um, at the temple or sponsored by the temple, uh, I would be introduced as someone English at San Diego State and uh, Mesa College or whatever other colleges I taught at the time. So that's how we dedicate all those things um, as householders. And when we um, accept another station in life, then we do it uh, by abandoning, giving up our um, attachment uh, to that altogether. Now, this is Rukh. This is from the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. And this is a, a, a verse from Rukmini's letter. Rukmini was the chief uh, of Krishna's wives in Dwarka, his 16,108 wives. And Rukmini had been uh, betrothed by her father to, uh, because of some political entanglements. To Shishupal, not a friend of Krishna's, and not somebody uh, to whom Rukmini would ever be able to take a shine, or she wanted someone for whom she would ever be able to feel any affection, because she was complete. She she had given her heart completely to Krishna just by having heard about him. This is a significant thing, I think, for us. Um, we may not have actually met Krishna, yet, but we've heard about Krishna his devotees. So Rukmini, um, her love for Krishna blossomed um, just by hearing about him. And when, when she was just on the verge um, of being married, she was engaged in, she's already engaged in, in a particular ceremony as preparation for the, uh, for the wedding. She wrote a um, letter to Krishna um, imploring him to come and kidnap so that they could be married in the manner of the what is called the rakshasa uh, vivaha, the way of the rakshasas, that rakshasas married ladies by kidnapping, just like Ravana tried to do with Sita. Um, so she writes, therefore, my dear Lord, I have chosen you as my husband, this is after Krishna, and I surrender myself to you. Please come swiftly, O Almighty and make me your wife. My dear lotus-eyed lord, let Shishupal never touch the hero's portion of a jackal stealing the property of a lion. 
So here she's offering herself, body and soul, to Krishna. And she's asking him, take me now. Strike now, because the opportunity, the opportunity may be lost at any moment. So this, I find this particularly significant. This is a very um, Rukmini, a very surrendered so she's actually Krishna's Krishna's internal Shakti, Swarup Shakti. So she's like the personification uh, and surrendered to Krishna. And then we have uh, this is uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. immersed in the sentiments of Srimati Radharani. And as we recognize, this is the um, last of the Shikshastra. This is text eight of the Shikshastra. And if we read Guru Maharaj's book, and, uh, which incorporates the um, commentaries of several of our um, previous acharyas on, on the Shikshastra and offers some insights of his own, we see that we, we understand that the Shikshastakam builds as as it was um, as it was organized in the, the last chapter of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita by Srila uh, Krishna Das Goswami. We the verses we find the verses Mahaprabhu's verses in um, uh, throughout Rupa Goswami's Padyavali, but they're uh, arranged thematically, I guess, in, in, in a different way. They aren't arranged in the order that we're accustomed uh, to hearing. Um, so Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, who um, was in, had for many years studied under all the Goswamis of Vrindavan. He studied under Rupa Goswami, who compiled the Padyavali, and Sanatan Goswami, who was the leader of the Goswami as well as um, um, Gopal Bhatta, Raghunath Bhatta, Raghunath Das, and Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and Bhugarbha Goswami and Lokanath uh, Goswami. Um, so he studied on, under all the eight Goswamis of Vrindavan. And so his um, arranging these in this order um, isn't um, any kind of accident. This is informed by his many, many years of close association with Rupa Sanatana and the other um, Goswamis. And so this is the apex. This is Radharani. This is the, the, the kind of thinking that drove Mahaprabhu mad as he lived uh, uh, alone in the Gambira at the uh, home of uh, Kashi Mishra, I think. Um, and so this is his. Uh, this is the uh, ultimate. This is Radharani's deepest sentence. I have three translations here. Um, one is the translation that we find at, um, at the end of Srila Prabhupada's introduction to Srimad Bhagavatam. The one that kind of became part of the DNA, I guess, of so many of the devotees um, from our first days in Krishna consciousness, going back many of us to the, some of us to the 60s. I know no one but Krishna as my Lord, and he shall remain so even if he handles me roughly in his embrace or makes me brokenhearted by not being present before He is completely free to do anything and everything, for he is always my worshipful Lord. The second translation is from where we find the verse in chapter 20 of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. So this is also Srila Prabhupada's translation. Sometimes devotees will object to presenting um, a verse differently from what they have seen in uh, the Bhagavad Gita as it is, or but we can understand from Srila Prabhupada's own example um, that there are different ways to read, that we can put the, the words, uh, the, the verses in different 
uh, words when you translate. Translating is part art, part science, part magic. Um, so there Srila Prabhupada writes, let Krishna tightly embrace this maidservant. So he's becoming more explicit, right, about just what mood uh, is being conveyed here, who and whose mood. Let Krishna tightly embrace this maidservant who has fallen at his lotus feet. Or let him trample me or break my heart by never being visible to him. He is a debauchee after all and can do whatever he likes. But still, he alone and no one else is the worshipable Lord of my heart. So in the old translation, the 1959 translation, we don't see direct reference to Lampata. There's this kind of indirect reference, breaking heart, breaking, breaking my heart, etc. But here, he he, uh, uh, he the, here he says the interesting part out loud. He is a debauchee after all, and he can he's going to do what he's going to do. I mean, that's what she's saying. He's going to do what he's going to do, and, and whatever it is, it's fine with me. There's nothing I can do about it. I um, belong to him, uh, 108%. And then the last translation is um, Guru Maharaj's, Tripurari Maharaj's from um, the Shikshastakam of Sri Chaitanya. He may embrace me, devoted as I am to his feet, or he may torment me, break my heart by hiding from me. Being a playboy, he is free to do whatever he likes, for he alone is the Lord of my life. So this is, of course, this is the bar set as high as it could possibly be set. Uh, Srimati Radharani's complete surrender, complete abandonment of all self-interest, simply for the interest of the Lord. It's just, this is how Srila Prabhupada sometimes uh, uh, describes this Atmanivedana or Atmanishetra. Complete abandonment of all any interest of our own, um, simply for the interest of the Lord. And then this is also Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is elsewhere in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's chapter 13 of um, Matilila. Srila Sridhar Maharaj um, calls this text the vivid revelation of the treasure within the identity of pure ego and self-dedication. Uh, I just find, I just, that's just kind of extraordinary. This is the treasure. This is, this is what we find when we, um, um, you know, when, when our ego, when our very ego, our very sense of self um, is completely dedicated to the service of Krishna. And we see in Chaitanya Charitamrita, this verse comes as Lord Chaitanya is dancing and singing in ecstasy in the Ratiyatra festival. And the verse just before this is um, a verse, um, very famous verse. Jayati jana nivaso devaki This is Lord Chaitanya worshiping Lord Jagannath as Krishna, the Lord of the gopis. And then he, after that, Krishnadas Kaviraj has him singing this verse. I am not a Brahmin. I am not a Chatriya, not a Vaisha or a Shudra, nor am I a Brahmacharya, householder, a Banaprastha, or a Sannyasi. I identify myself only as the servant of the servant of the servants of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, the maintainer of, go, of the gopis. He's like an ocean of nectar, and he is the cause of transcendental bliss. He is always existing with brilliance. This is this is Mahaprabhu completely abandoning all sense of self, other than um, service to Krishna. Sometimes uh, we hear that Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati would be asked um, if he had ever seen Krishna. He says, I don't know. I wasn't looking for Krishna. I'm simply looking for service to Krishna. This is our uh, the identity uh, that 
we should assume, that, that we should immerse ourselves in. And then um, I included these verses from the Antilila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is chapter four. This is uh, Lord Chaitanya speaking with Sanatana Goswami. Now this, uh, you can talk here. Um, the story is, you know, uh, for those of us who may not remember or may not have had a chance to read this yet, um, this is uh, early in, in the Antilila. Uh, Sanatan Goswami has come um, to uh, Puri to see, to you know, spend some time with Lord Chaitanya. But um, while traveling through the Jari Khanda forest because of drinking some bad water or something, He's contracted a disease that has his body covered with oozing sores, and he um, he doesn't want to get near the devotees, the other servants of Lord Jagannath, because his body is he sees his body as contaminated, disgusting, and he certainly doesn't want to go and see the Lord, because he remembers from at every meeting the Lord was so affectionate to him. That he would throw those long arms of his around Sanatana and draw him to his breast in a tight, long, tight embrace, and he didn't want to contaminate the Lord's transcendental body, so he stayed away. He stayed with Haridas Thakur, um, away from Lord Jagannath's temple. So, um, because he wouldn't come see the Lord, the Lord came to see him, and he told Haridas, "This guy's a cheater. This guy's a cheater. He's given his life to me, and now." He wants to throw it away because Sanat, he, he was able to discern that Sanatan had uh, devised a plan to give up that body by throwing it under the Rathiyatra card as a sort of spiritual suicide. And um, so, you know, he's complaining to Haridas at first, you know, what is this guy's problem? You know, he's, he's given his life to me and now he wants to take it back. That's just not right. And then he looked at Sanatan and he explained to him that um, I've got things I want to do with this body of yours. And along the way, he, he says these three, I, I, and I'm citing the three verses um, because, what do you see? Prabhu Kahe, Vaishnava Deha Prakrita Kavunai, Aprakrita Deha Bhaktir Chidananda, Sri Chaitanya Mahatma said, the body of a devotee is never material is to be considered transcendental, full of spiritual bliss. Diksha kale bhakta kore There we go, atma samarpana. Sei kale krishna tari kore At the time of initiation, when a devotee fully surrenders to the service of the Lord, that Krishna accepts him to be as good as himself. Krishna accepts that devotee's body. We see that in the context that he's accepting the body as being as good as his own as well. And then he says, Sei deha kore tar When the devotee's body is thus transformed into spiritual existence, the devotee in that transcendental body renders service to the lotus feet. So the point that uh, Lord Chaitanya is making here is that the, the result of dedication is that even our body becomes spiritualized to the extent that we've dedicated it to the Lord's service. So he said, and he uses this phrase Chidananda Moy twice in these three verses to describe the devotee's body. So Srila Prabhupada translates the third one, text 93 is, when the devotee's body is thus transformed into spiritual existence, the devotee in that transcendental body is able to render service to them. So we need a, a spiritual body to engage in spiritual activity. But what he's talking about here is not the siddhadeha or the perfected spiritual body, but the sadhadeha. So he's making a point that our that if we're surrendered to Krishna, that our body belongs to Krishna and we have to take care of it. Just like if we are using a, a car that belongs to the mission, we understand this is Krishna's car. 
I need to make sure that I get the oil changed every 3,000 or 5,000 miles. I need to get a tune-up every once in a while. I need to have the spark plugs changed, uh, etc. So Lord Chaitanya is telling him, he's reminding him, you've dedicated your body to me. And so he says that Diksha Kale Patri Kore Say Kali Krishna Kale Kore that at, to, at least to the extent that you're surrendered to the Lord, Krishna accepts even your body as being as good as his own, being completely composed of spiritual substance. Just as we see at the beginning of the seventh, very beginning of the seventh canto of the Bhagavatam, where um, it's Narada Muni speaking to Yudhishthira, and, and he tells him, you know, those two cousins of yours, by the way, those two cousins of yours, Dantavatra and Shishupal, Shishupal again, um, those fellows used to live uh, in the spiritual world um, with, with Lord Narayan. And, and Yudhishthira says, wait, no, that's impossible. That's the word he uses. It's, it's not possible. He says, because their bodies there, everyone's, everyone there is composed entirely of spiritual substance. It's not possible for them to fall down. So then Narada Muni explains, actually, that's right. But here, this is a special case, um, simply uh, for Lila. And then um, um, the song. Um, I always try to, to share one of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's songs from the chapter on this on the particular um, uh, Anga of Sharanagati. And this, uh, I've chosen Manasa Deha Geha. Uh, um, I really I tried again to find uh, a kirtan with um, Agni Dave singing either this or Amona Dormati, which he sings a lot. He sings these both a lot. And I spent some time this last evening looking on YouTube trying to find one of those kirtan festivals where uh, Agni Dave, because he always likes to sing a bhajan, gives him a chance to give a class philosophy and um, so he and and and, he, and also it gives him a chance to share the those moods of the acharyas with, uh, with the devotees who are chanting um, so um, um, I chose Manasadeha because it's probably um, most familiar to many of us so Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings Manasadeha Geha Joki Tumor Apim Tuapati Nanda Mind, body, family, whatever else is mine, I have surrendered at your lotus feet, O youthful son of mother. This is what we've seen through, throughout our um, exploration this morning, right? Mind, body, family, whatever else, anything that's connected with them, whatever, anything that I have any connection with, I offer that um, at, your, uh, at your lotus feet in service. Sampade vipade jivane marane dvayamama gela tua upadita. In good fortune and in bad and life and death, may all my difficulties uh, have absconded by accepting those feet of yours as my shelter. Slay me or protect me as you wish, as you wish. Right? Um, slay me or protect me as you wish, for you have ownership of your eternal service. If it is your will that I be born again, he's not even asking to be liberated. If you want me to be born again, then please let that be, uh, let that birth be in the home of your devotee. May I even take birth as a worm. As long as I remain your devotee, I have no desire for birth as a Brahma. That that's, would be adverse to you. Mukti, Mukti, Spriha, Bihina, Jepakta, Lapoite, Ka, Sangha, Anuraksha. I yearn for the association of that devotee who is completely devoid of all desires for worldly enjoyment and liberation. Janaka Janani, Daita Tanai, Prabhu Guru Pati Tuhu Sarvamana. Father, mother, beloved son, Lord, preceptor, and husband, 
you are everything to me, right? It seems elsewhere, Krishna Mata, Krishna Pita, Krishna Bhaktivinoda says, O Kana, please hear me, O Lord of Radha. You are my very life and soul. That's what I have for today. I apologize for running over. Um, I thought maybe I would be able to do this uh, in time. But um, I guess we should... Um, Adjourn unless somebody has something that I need to clarify now. Um, otherwise, if there is further discussion of these things, um, this, uh, if everything goes right, I don't find something else to do wrong uh, this time. We, um, this will be posted to the Sri Chaitanya Sangha group. Okay. Oh, Tatva Viveka, thank you. Tatva Viveka, which I need to visit more. Um, I try to spend as little time on Facebook as possible, but I, when I do, I need, when I go there, I need to make sure I visit Tatva Viveka. So does anybody um, have anything that needs to be addressed now? Okay. Um, thank you all so much for your um, for your association and uh, for engaging me in this uh, service. This is actually uh, Guru Maharaj and Padmanabha Maharaj's uh, mercy that uh, that uh, I've been pressed into into doing this service, and it's helping me uh, get an old uh, project scrape off some of the rust and, and try to get it going. Uh, so we'll see you again next week, uh, uh, hopefully with a little humility, because that'll be our theme. Shanagati ki jai, samaveta gaura, bhaktivindu ki jai. Sripad bhaktiya bhayasrama.